take off. Um, I'm uh, driving back from, I just went on this massive hike with my son. We went up, uh, we went up Santa Ana Creek, which is this beautiful creek that, uh, that goes up from Lake Casita. Oh, there's the intro music. Well, hello. Yeah. Welcome to Take Two Radio. Yeah. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps. That's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check TakeTwoRadio.com. That's with the number two. And you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hey, good evening. Welcome to Take2Radio Soaps and Review. I'm David, your host, and joining me tonight are my co-hosts, Carolyn, Candace, and Anthony, and Casey is running late. Tonight, we are very pleased to have with us actor, producer, outdoorsman, and grill master, Nathan Butler. Welcome, Nathan. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Chip. We couldn't have you here grilling with us. Oh, I know. Really awesome. I was actually, I was actually just grilling up on the. Uh, up on this peak here, I went up to this creek with my son today, and we were we were grilling some lamb and fresh organic sausages, chicken sausages, and this beautiful hike up this creek. Um, and yeah, I'm just driving back now, and uh, Jetson he's asleep in the back here, and uh, yeah, headed back to headed back to LA, headed back to the real world. <laughs> I bet you wish you could have stayed up there a little longer. Oh man, I wish I could live up there. Jetson's like, Dad, can we come back here every week? I'm like, oh, Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, tonight we're here to uh, grill you, so to speak. <laughs> oh, that's good. Let's go. I'm ready. So, so are, uh, are you a hitman? I'm, well, I'm well. I'm well seasoned. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, that's you are, my friend. Juicy and delicious. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to start you off with a couple questions from my uh, supervisor, Pam, who, who I'm filling in for tonight and couldn't be with us. So, okay. Okay. The answer is, it says, you were a producer for a long bed edge sitting. Was that your first yeah. time yeah. producing, and would you like to do more of that? That was, um, yeah, I guess that was my first time producing something like on a professional level. I guess I produced, I, I wrote and directed a short back in drama school, but uh, this is the first time doing it, um, yeah, in L.A., and... Um, I think it is something that I'm uh, looking forward to doing more of. Uh, we're actually a production company right now. We're working on a, a handful of things. Um, we've got a kids a kids TV show, an animated series, 
Uh, we've also got a um, and a couple of uh, like an adult film, a sports combat movie, and then uh, I'm also work, working on. I'm actually working on making the first Australian Western TV series, and I'm super excited about that. You know, I, I don't know, maybe some of you might have knew this about me, but I grew up on a on a cattle ranch. Uh, we call them cattle properties in Australia, and uh, you know, my dad, my father, you know, he was kind of the last of the the last of the Australian bushmen. You know, the last generation of Australian Bushman, and he was he was a bit of an outlaw, you know, he was a bit of a fighter and a gambler and a lover, and um, so anyway, I'm working on making that show, and it's going to be, you know, kind of a an Australian version of like Deadwood meets, you know, Justified, a bit like that. So, um, I'm super excited about that, and I'm writing it right now with a couple of writing partners, and um, yeah. So, it's going to be out there soon enough. I'm thinking about doing a podcast of it first, like a narrative podcast, um, nice. just to kind of gain some exposure and get some, get some people listening. And, and then, uh, yeah, man, then we're going to shoot it in Australia, out there on all my family's uh, cattle property. It's going to be great. Get it out there. Yeah, they're all sound so good. So, yeah. Right. My second question is, as we know you are a talented musician and singer, so if you were to write a song commemorating your life, what would you call it? I would call it... Um, I don't know. It would be something along the lines of, you know, you can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy, you know? <laughs> or man, or man, you know? Something like that, I'd say. But, uh... And that could have double yeah, meaning. I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay, I got two more for you, and then I'm going to pass it on to Anthony, Okay. Okay. In your latest short film, what do you see as the underlying theme? In the short film, a long yeah, yeah. The message, the message, the moral, the underlying theme um, of of along the bed's edge sitting is, um, you know, it's really a coming of age story. It's about you know a young a young star athlete who's who's uh has to figure out, you know, whether he's gonna take the route of, of his basketball career or family and he chooses family. Um you know the the movie the movie's really about just kind of the hardships people have, you know, and like how hard how tough life can be yet you can still enjoy it, you know? Even if you are struggling and even if you don't have much, you can still, you know, you can still enjoy it. I think that's, I think that's the message. And, um, you know, there's also a little bit of kind of drug, drug abuse that's in that film, which is a good message, you know, a good message to send out to the kids that, you know, 
might be thinking about doing that kind of stuff. You can just see what really happens when you do. Um, and yeah, just again, back to the, you know, you don't need much to be happy, you know? Life isn't about, isn't about, you know, what the, the clothes you wear on your back. It's about the, the people and your friends and family and the love and stuff you share, you know, with those around you. So, yeah. That, that says it all together. It does. So, my my final question, it says, what was it like to be working in the Marvel Universe alongside Clark Gregg and the rest of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was fun. I only had a, you know, I was only a day player, I had a co-star role, um, got in there and had some fun. That was a, that was a uh, interesting episode, you know, we were in, we were in space and, uh, um, that was cool to do some uh, cool special effects where I was like flying. I was up flying in zero gravity. And then, um, you know, they had me on these harness things. And then when they shut the zero gravity thing off, we kind of slammed to the ground. And that was cool. You know, it was like a cool little, I guess you'd call it like a matrix moment where they had the camera pan around you and it was in slow motion. And that was cool. It was fun to be a part of that and to meet some of the cast members and, you know, the producers and director, and yeah, that yeah, was fun. Had a fun time. Would you go back? Cool. I'd love to go back, yeah. I mean, I had such a small role that I don't think it would matter. I could go back and play anything else, and you wouldn't really have noticed that I was there, but uh, it was cool, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting on something like that, you know. I think it's I think it's not too far away, you know. I'm, I'm on the cusp of it. I can, I can feel it, you know. Well, I'm hoping for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anthony? Well, make no mistake, Nathan. Um, we'd notice, and we did notice you were there, but um, we'd definitely love to see you in another role there. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's cool. So Thanks, Anthony. I've got three for you um, before we turn it over to Candace. My first is sort of general. We We always like to ask for the fans that are listening right now, you know, how did you get into acting? What were, you know, what were your first couple of experiences? And give us a little bio on how Nathan got into this business. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how I got into acting uh, was back in high school. I was in uh, year 11 or grade 11, whatever you call it here. And I, um, my little sister, Chloe, she uh, was two years younger than me. So this is just like grade nine at the time. She wanted to audition for the high school musical. And they were doing um, Bertolt Brecht, uh, the Tiffany Opera, which is a pretty obscure out there musical. But uh, and it was also a wonderful musical. Uh, but yeah, so she wanted to audition for that. And at the time I was like, and I, you know, I was playing rugby, like football, I was playing basketball, and you know, I wasn't really into acting or performing arts at that point, you know, I was, uh, I wasn't popular at school, but I was good, like, I was good at sport, you know, and I had a group of friends, and I, you know, pretty alpha kind of group of friends, and um, when she said that, you know, I was like, oh, man, I don't know, that's kind of, you know, I don't want to be teased, and like, looked at 
by my friends as being like, you know, a sissy or like gay or like, you know what, that's kind of where I grew up, very, you know, I don't want to say redneck, but it was almost like that, you know, it was very country, people who walk around wearing cowboy hats and singing, you know, George Strait and Garth Brooks and um, so, you know, that was not really accepted, but, you know, I was at a young age, I was singing and performing with my mum, because my mum was a country music singer, and still is, and so, you know, she had us on stage singing with her and performing, and so I always, I, I could sing, and, I, you know, I, w- I would play guitars and do that at home with my sisters and my mum, but when I got older, I just never did it anymore, because it was, you know, it wasn't considered to be that cool, so, but anyway, my little sister, she really twisted my arm, she really wanted me to be to sing this duet with her. So we, um, I ended up saying, okay, I'll do it, uh, but I'm not going to do You know, I'm just going to do the audition with you. And so we, we uh, performed uh, A Whole New World from Aladdin for the audition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, the, and the, the drama teacher and director, they really loved it, you know. Because we're brother and sister, I think our harmonies sounded really nice, and it was really good, you know. And then, uh, so we finished it, and then the the director was like, "So we want, uh, we'll let you know tomorrow uh, what we're going to do, you know, after all the auditions are done, are set and done." And the next day, um, the director approached me and said, "Hey, we want you to be the lead in the musical. We want you to be." We want you to play Max the Knife, who's the lead in the in the Thrippany Opera. And my wow. sister, they're like, we want my sister to play like a chorus role. And uh, I was like, hell no. I was like, no way. And the drama teacher, so I said no, you know, and the drama teacher, she, she kept chasing me down. She kept kind of harassing me. I, it, took, it took her about two weeks to convince me to just come to one rehearsal, and if you don't like it, you know, you can you can not do it. But she said, but I, there's just no one else who could play this guy at our school at that time, you know, who has the vocal range and the acting ability. So at this point, I hadn't done any acting. I didn't even know what it was. And, you know, I was only 16. So, anyway, I went to one rehearsal, and then I was like, I was like, what? This is, this is fun. I'm like, this isn't this isn't gay at all. There's, like, hot chicks. There's, like, like this is cool. I'm like, I can totally dig this. So, um, and that was it, you know? And I, I, I did the Trippany Opera, and then I did a kind of bunch of other musicals in the in the town that I was, was at, you know, after I finished high school. And, and then my drama teacher, he helped me audition and uh, – get into the prestigious drama school down in Sydney called uh, NIDA, the National Institute of Dramatic Art. And so I got in there and then that was it, you know, my kind of career path and uh, my life was kind of made up for me that I was going to be an actor and performer. And I, uh, and that was it, you know, and then we jump ahead, like whatever it is now, uh, what was that, 2005, 13, 14 years later and I'm in LA and yeah, man. I wouldn't have changed it for the world, you know? I love it. Oh, that's a beautiful that's way it. to feel, I guess. Nathan Butler fans can send your mom, your sister, and that turned drama teacher letters of thanks. 
Yeah. Um, I want to. Yeah. I want to go to the film for a second uh, and ask. Sitting is rather gritty. It's um very emotionally raw. How did you prepare yourself for you know the drug addiction, the the heartbreak? Um, can you give us a little insight into your process going into a role like that, into a movie like that? I should say. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, the short film, what was my process? Um, just trying to remember. Man, we shot that so long ago now. It's so crazy how long these things take to make. Um, that was a... Yeah, that was a really... That, that, the process for Along the Bed's Edge was... You know, we rehearsed a lot. I think rehearsal is key when, you know, if you want to get a good performance out of a out of an actor, I think rehearsal is super important. You know, I think you can rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. It just doesn't hurt. You always find new things. And um, my character wasn't having a drug uh, issue, but my, my partner, my wife was. But, you know, dealing with that, um, you know, I, I guess you can draw from personal life experience and, you know, um, I have had some of that in my life. You know, I was addicted to drugs at one point in my life and, uh, you know, that was that was a pretty, uh, it was a fun time, but it was also a really sad time for me. Um, you know, my dad had passed away from, from uh, cancer, from bowel cancer, and I just kind of I went off the rails a little bit and um, now I'm now I'm like and you know that's such an amazing thing to do I think for, for anyone is to be sober it's such a for me anyway personally it's such a you know life's so beautiful and there's so much more colour and magic in the world I think being sober and you know that's maybe not for everyone but definitely definitely for me yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, so, so that, I could definitely, you definitely draw from that, from life experiences when you play, you know, when you play heavy characters like that and, uh, you know, seeing my partner in that show, in that film, you know, seeing her dealing with those issues, you know, I could definitely relate to it. And, um, and then also I had a child in that film and, you know, I have two children myself, so. Um, from that and you can see the chemistry when you watch that film you know me and my 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 daughter it's not my daughter but it was my friend's daughter actually Mark and Stacey Blackwell's their daughter Zoe who's a wonderful little actress and she um, she did a great job and you can see that you know we had a really good friendship and chemistry because we are good friends as well um, you know off the screen but uh yeah, 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 you know, like, fun little movie, and, um, yeah, looking forward to playing some more interesting characters, you know, and, and uh, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely, that was, that was a good one, that was fun. Uh, my last question before I turn it over to Candace is a two-part, um, obviously, we're uh, soaps in review, so can you tell us a little bit about your time on General Hospital, and can, if you could... Bring any of your general hospital co-stars to your Outback project. 
who would you bring? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So a little bit of my my history on on General Hospital, um, and then and then you ask if I'd bring any co-stars on from from GH. Uh, you know what? You know, because the because the uh, the the Western the Aussie Western will be uh, Australian. You know, everyone will have Australian accents. Um, you know who did a great Aussie accent in uh, in GH was uh, Nathan Passes. He uh, he had a fantastic Aussie accent. I was really really impressed. You know, because the Australian yeah. accent is, is is not that easy. You know, often people. When they try it, like often when Americans try it, they go sometimes more British or South African. But some people are really, you know, some Americans are really good at it. Um, but, uh, you know, Nathan was really good at it. And then, of course, there's, there's been so many uh, Aussies that have gone through General Hospital too, you know, like Ingo uh, and uh, many more, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, when we're ready and we, we get to the casting, the, you know, the casting stage... Um, I'd be happy to to send those guys the the script and see if it's something they're interested in, um, and have them you know have them read for some of the roles if if they you know if they're interested in the project. But uh, um, my and the first question my my experience and some of the history of General Hospital. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, you know I started out at Shady Brook and. Um, you know, we had tailored this really awesome story um, with you and Dr. Ewan Keenan. We had, we, had, we had this really interesting story where he was the psychiatrist, but eventually we were going to move him into the, the, the fact that he was actually a patient. And, he, you know, you just thought he was the psychiatrist. And it was kind of, it's kind of like a play on um, Shutter Island, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I don't know if you remember, but... They were playing along with the fact that he was the that he was the doctor, but he was really the patient on the, yeah. on the island. Um, so it was kind of really clever, and then um, it never really uh, it never really comes to fruition because uh, the uh, the hands the the bosses changed changed hands um, when I was when I got my job. It was a uh, uh, her name Jill. Uh, was the executive <laughs> yeah. yep. She was the exec, lo- lovely, lovely woman, and you know who gave me my job and my first, my first, you know, big role in, in the states, and uh, and so uh, Frank Valentini, you know, came in after her, and of course when he came on, he was like, you know, there was like a few a new, like new cast members, and he was like, you know, who are you? What are you? What are you doing here? And so you know, he really didn't really have a place for me to to fit stay in there when he was bringing on his own actors from One Life to Live, which was totally understandable. Um, and yeah, he didn't really have a place or a storyline for me anymore. So instead of you know getting rid of me straight away, he thought he'd have some fun, and we you know with the writers and stuff too, and we turned you know you and into an evil character. He kind of become a he became an antagonist and a villain and. Um, and we kind of went that way, and uh, yeah, so I got to have some fun. I got to, I got to have some fun being, you know, the good doctor and helping people with their problems, and then and then having to deal with all my own issues and getting a little bit dark at the end, 
you know, dealing with, uh, it was, it was fun working with, you know, everyone was, was fantastic. Um, you know, Maurice and, you know, Becky and I mean, everyone was so cool. Sebastian Roche, you know, at the end doing that stuff with him, you know, Kelly yeah. Sullivan. Yeah. I mean, everyone was, I had, I had, I had such a good time. It's such a, you know, great family, uh, you know, family show and everyone's really welcoming. And, um, yeah, man, Brandon Barash and all those boys, everyone, you know, the whole team was fantastic. I, I, I never, you know, I only have good things to say about working on that show and, um, and yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited that they're still shooting it and, uh, you know, maybe one day they'll have me back on, you know, if, if they did, I'd, uh, you know, I would, yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely entertain the idea of coming back onto the show. Um, yeah, so that's my that's my GH spiel. I think our I think our listeners love to hear that. And um, personally, yeah. the scenes with Sebastian with Jerry, phenomenal. Just just kudos. And I'm going to turn it over to Candice. Candy girl. Yes, I'm here. Hey Nathan. Hi. Hey. So real quick, I just want to say that I would be happy to see you back on General Hospital because. I was one of the people who was like, oh, he needs to come back. It's been a while. He needs to shake it up in Port Charles mm-hmm. and have some fun. We need we need you to come back. So I'm starting a campaign, get him back. General House. It was just, I can totally see a storyline. I see it now. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, and, <laughs> yes. and, and, they can, and they can tell you, I always come up with, like, creative storylines to the point that they were like, how come you're not writing for soap? So, you know, yeah, I can totally see it. It would be yep, it would be a, a a big story arc of a breakout. Okay, we can we can't get into it right now. We gotta leave we gotta leave it to some people's imagination, but you know. But I do I do hope that you do return to General Hospital, so that's what I'm gonna say. Alrighty. So, I have two questions for you. I call these the deep thinking questions because you have to really think for what the what the answers, okay? All right. If you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm, good question. Could, it is a good question. Thanks, Candace. Uh, if I could go back in time, give yeah. my younger yeah. self some advice, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, you can pick any age. You can pick any age, too. Take any age and go back in time. What would advice? Yeah. What would advice? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. You know, you know, like I, I kind of just want to say, dude, like, don't worry about it, man. You're gonna be fine. You know, you got this. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> but uh, but but I don't know. You know, yeah. There's some things that. There's always things in your life that you might have wanted to do differently, you know. But then, right. you know, like negative things or whatever, and I'm just talking all the partying, and, you know, drugs I did, and drinking I did. And, but then, like, if you don't do them, then you didn't do it, you know. You didn't, you don't experience it, and like, you know, you got nothing to, you know, like grow from. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I would, I would probably just say, Candace, that yeah, I would just say, you know what. Man, just do it. Whatever you're gonna do, just do it. You know, don't second guess yourself. Just go for it, man. Life, 
life's too short to second guess yourself. You know, you just got to go for it. Go hard or go home. Uh, That'll be my advice. Bingo. 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 I like yeah. that answer. I love that yeah. answer. Okay. My dad used to say. My dad used to say this. Actually, he used to say, "If you can't be good, be good at it." Uh, <laughs> you, you know that is. You know what? That might actually be my new slogan. I don't know if anybody does this, like write like quotes and just hang them up around. So yep. every morning when you wake up, you look at it. And it's kind of like your quote of the day or the quote of the month or the week. And you kind of go and, like, try to kind of figure out what does that mean in your life. Like, how does that, you know, that quote place in your life? So, yeah, I love that. I love that advice. I love it. Yeah? So. Nice. Yeah. So, you're not done yet. I got another thinking question for you, okay? Okay. All right. If you could play... Any iconic role, whether it's from television, theater, movie, movies, or, you know, just anything, what role would you play and why? An iconic, an iconic role, mm-hmm. what role would I play and, and why? why? Mm-hmm. Iconic role, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies is uh, Gladiator, and you know Ridley Scott's. Uh, dude, I would love yeah. to play Gladiator for sure. You know, or even, or even, uh, what was Joaquin Phoenix's role? Was he like Caesar or uh? Yeah. Uh, Wait. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. That's now I'm gonna to have to see it again. Yeah, well, it was. Was he Caesar? It was like he anyway. Was it was like his character he was, was like kind of based based on Julius Caesar, you know, based roughly. Um, but yeah, you know, either him, either you know, I'd say the antagonist or the protagonist. I don't know. That would be a that'd be a killer role to play. You know? mm-hmm. um, to play in the villain roles, you know, I played a a uh, a villain on Hawaii Five O recently, and uh, and man, that was fun. You know, that was so the villain roles are fun. You know, you get to really dig in deep and do some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, really, I really just like I like telling stories. You know, Candace, and it's right. That's what it's about for me. You know, I like telling good stories. You know, any any script I get, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it, and if it speaks to me, and if I like the story and like what they're the moral and what they're trying to tell, and you know, I'm then I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna attach myself and do do the best I can to serve the story. You know. Right. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. That was some good. Hey, David, did you get any phone? Oh. Well, can't you get Carolyn? Casey, um, didn't make it. Um, Carolyn? Hello, hello. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. Um, Candace kind of asked one of the questions that I had in mind, but I'll um, <laughs> I'll try and work around it. Uh, what about Shakespeare? Shakespeare, yeah. yeah. Shakespeare is great. Just like play Hamlet or Macbeth or um, yeah, Shakespeare is fun. What did I play? I think I played um, I think I played Lysander. Midsummer Night's Dream when I was in drama school, you know, one of the star-crossed lovers, and uh, that was that was pretty fun. That was fun. Well, the en- energy is coming across. I, I, I you've got so much energy. I cannot believe all the all the things that you can do. <laughs> and I can see you on the stage doing Shakespeare. Oh, you can. Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> And uh, my next question, my next question: Do you um, do you watch any of the other soap operas? Uh, you know what? To be honest, I I, re- I really don't. I don't I don't watch them. Um, you know, when I when I first got introduced to General Hospital, I uh, actually had never seen the show before, and so you know, I, I was new to it, and I. Um, you know, I started then. I then I then started watching it, and uh, yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. You know, and I think I don't know for me. Yeah, if, if I feel like if I got a role in something, I would definitely do a lot of research and watch them. Um, but for me, there's you know there's, there there wasn't really any you know any reason for me to watch them. But uh, you know, I respect them, and you know, some of the actors I really appreciate respect and you know, I think they do amazing work on there for, for what they have to do you know like having done the show now and you know how much man it's crazy like how much dialogue you have to learn you know and just how fast that is it's such a it's you know it's crazy it's like act, it's like acting it's like an actor's it's a test it's a, it's a good test of an actor's ability you know to, yeah. to sink or swim because you just got to go, you know? Like, so, I have a lot of respect. Well, for in, the, in, my, in my question, I was going to say um, there's a few villain roles coming up in uh, in some of the other soap operas, and I just wondered if you uh, were, if they did call you from another soap opera, if there was a, a role that you could, you know, really sink your teeth into. I haven't got the call up yet for. No. For, um, I haven't got the call up yet, so. Uh, no. Yeah, let's 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 put it out there. I'm ready. Okay. Hashtag Sounds Nathan good. Butler. Okay, we're ready. Hashtag David Butler's. He's ready to go. <laughs> now, what's what, what hey, do you Nathan. prefer? What, what you, do you prefer? The, your the shaved head or all the hair? Oh. Um, do I prefer the shaved head or all the hair? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I think it, uh, I think it, I think it depends. You know, it depends. It depends on the role. I think, right? Okay. It, okay. Depends, it depends on the. It depends on the role. You know, if I'm if I'm playing a. Um, 
I'm playing a villain. You know, the shaved head's kind of cool. Kind of a cool yeah. look. Um, but, uh, yeah, or even vice versa. I mean, it just depends on the character, you know? Um, but, yeah, I uh, I like having hair, even though I'm starting to get a little thin on top and grey on the sides. So, that's, such is life. C'est la vie, you know? <laughs> Maturity. Maturity. So, Nate, Nate. Yeah. Um, before we let you go, and uh, you want to tell us your latest projects and where we can find you on social media? Yeah, sure, we got sure, yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, my latest projects are what we were talking about, um, Hawaii Five O. You can catch me on, a, on an episode of that recently. And, uh, you know, I was really... You know, I, again, I played a you know an antagonist, I played a villain, and um, yeah, it was a it was a fun show, man. It was such a such a great experience to be out in Hawaii and working with um working with the, those guys. You know, Alex O'Loughlin is an uh, an Australian guy and a friend of mine, and such a such a beautiful man and a great actor. And um, you know, working with those guys was fun. And yeah, I was really proud of my work on that show. You know, um. I think I played a pretty good badass. Uh, it was cool. It was it was a fun it was a fun role. And, uh, yeah, you should check it out. And then uh, and then a short that I that I shot um, that I produced and and starred in uh, along the bed's edge, which you can get on Amazon. But actually, I'm going to put that out on my Instagram account uh, soon. I think I'm going to put it out uh, on the uh, IGTV so you can catch it on there for free. Um, and uh yeah, so that's it, you know, my you should you can find me on my socials. It's just my name, Nathan with an I Butler. Um and that's my Instagram and, and Twitter. Uh you can catch me on there. I'm also gonna post this podcast on my I G T V so you can catch that. You can catch this on uh on the Instagrams and uh yeah, that's it. Thanks so much everyone for, for having me on. Um well, we can thank do it you again. for joining yeah, us tonight. Fun. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, come back when you have the, uh, the Cowboy John Under project underway. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I'll come back when, when I get my podcast up, and I'll let you guys know about that. Um, it's going to be a narrative podcast, you know, so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that for sure. And keep that keep that Twitter feed uh, going on Ask Nathan. <laughs> Oh, you like that? You like that? Yeah, yes, I, I do. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll keep live tweeting. We'll keep doing that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and bring your boy back up next week for a little bit more uh, nature and growing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. Have a good night, Nathan. Thank you for joining us. All right, Thank guys. You so much. Adios, sir. Nice chat with you. All right, you take it easy. All right, peace. Take take it take care, guys. Bye. Take Bye. care. Take care. Well, like yeah, always, that was a very fun chat. Oh, I think we get. I think we get the best out of our guests. We catch them off guard, and they uh, <laughs> they get to reveal pieces of themselves they don't get in the standard soap interviews. That's true. I think he enjoyed that. 
I he, was thinking, so. he was thinking on his feet. Oh, my goodness, the energy. I don't know about yep. you guys, but the energy that was coming through. He's, he's a dynamo. <laughs> and brutally honest. Between you know not wanting to not wanting to audition with a sister for the reasons he gave, and for the partying that he spoke about in his own life and how he brought that to, you know, to his short film, you know, yep. we uh, we get brutally honest on this show, and that's something that I've yep. heard in in the feedback. And uh, so here's another awesome interview to add to the deck. There you go. And I guess it's time for us to go from happy to a somber note. We uh, somber note. We're going to start off with uh-huh. one in arm tonight. Uh-huh. We're going to start off Candace, with the are you ready? No! no. <laughs> <laughs> Candace. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to do this because I've been... <sighs> okay, I can do this. I can do this without... Can, I can do this. Can. I can. If anybody who follows me on Periscope knows I can't, but so uh oh gosh. Okay, so um <clears throat> let me get myself professional here. Professional. Professional. Okay. Oh, who am I kidding? Hey, can I just start um, off can I start you guys off just a little bit? Absolutely. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say Josh is coming through loud and clear. <clears throat> oh yeah. I'm going to bite my tongue. I look. I, I, I'm going to say this. I promised myself that I would give Josh at least until um, November 13th. And the reason that I picked that that date, I know everybody's like, "Really, you picked a date?" Is because we forget that you know we're in May sweeps right now. This is actually May sweeps, and yep. then we have the summer, and then we have fall. And those are the big-time moments for a writer um, to showcase what he really can do. you got to figure that he's cleaning up what Mal Young and even Sally did for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. He's, he's trying to resort the show so it can kind of have that same flow as it did before. Um, there are some things that are working, and then there's little things that are still a little puzzling. Um it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the summer. Because as we all know, next month is a big month for Young and the Ruffles fans because a certain somebody is, quote, unquote, returning back from the dead and coming home to the GC. And I'm talking about Adam Newman. Um, with Josh Griffin, I think he's, I think he is going to – He's he's working to prove that he can really write for a soap opera and kind of show that for all those, and not just Young and the Ruffles fans, but, you know, from his other shows that he did, Days, you know, and whatnot, that he can actually go through a process and make it must-see TV. Sorry, NBC, I'm going to steal that quote. Um, has he been doing it lately? There are some good moments. There has been, but, you know, I'm still going to hold my, you know, the verdict until November 13th, (laughs) you know, I mean, obviously what we're seeing this week, you know, that was his 
first big story. This is his big task of how do you handle a real-life situation uh, on a soap. Um, All right. So I guess can, can we, I jump in? Can we go into that? Go ahead. I, before we actually go into this week, I want to agree and disagree with you um, on the same points. I absolutely am mm-hmm. not going to make a full judgment until November sweeps. Where I disagree with you is that there's, without a doubt in my mind, um, with inside information that has been passed along to other outlets, and I also heard mm-hmm. a few things myself, without a doubt in my mind, they basically cast him with, get back our core audience, fix a few mistakes that were made, period, point blank, don't worry about anything else until you get back our core. And in that right there, I'm going to say that he absolutely has done it. He absolutely has started the process. Let me rephrase that. He hasn't done it. He started the process. So in that alone, kudos, congratulations. The characters feel back to who they really were. The last two years or so, we kind of were looking at certain characters saying, wait a minute, who is this person? This is not such and such and such, with a big glaring exception being Sharon. Sharon, Mal wrote for wonderfully. You know, he definitely yeah. brought her back uh, where she needed to be. But there are a bunch of other characters on canvas were like, who the blank, blank, blank is this? And Josh has definitely brought, um, brought back the character feel to a bunch of characters on canvas. And I, I hesitate to say I wonder how different it'll be in a few weeks when a key role is recast with an original cast. I think that's going to be a huge yeah. test as well to the show itself and to Josh, because to write for that is a task in itself. That's a character to write for is a task in itself. Um, so I agree with you a hundred percent. The only thing, the only thing I want to say to the listeners out there is, doesn't it feel like you're coming back to Genoa City after a dream? Doesn't it feel like Genoa City yeah. is kind of coming back to what it was and what it should be? Yes. And I, before we I get feel, into this week, David, that. what do you think? Yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, oh, what I the, feel? Yeah. What do I feel? Um, I, I feel a sense of steadiness. I feel like um, it's not so way beyond the waters. I know where I'm going. Um, all those All those little things. I mean, I know my I know my show again. I miss it, and I'm glad it's coming back. All right. Now, Candace mentioned something, and I put a pin to hold off on it. And I think we definitely need to jump in it right now. Um, this week was most definitely a test for the core, and I am just beginning to consider myself a core. Young and the Restless fan. I've been around for about mm-hmm. seven years now, and I truly feel with being on this show with you guys, I've become a core Young and the Restless fan because of you guys. Um, I, my personal opinion, I'm just going to state this. Josh, you knocked it out of the park. I, you, let, you let them take their emotions and, and pour them 
not just show them. You let them pour them out through our screens and into literally tearing at our hearts and ripping the tears out of our tear ducts. That's how I feel. I think there are a few minor beats that could have been tweaked a little bit. There are a couple of things that could have been mentioned, but other than that, and not even other than that, that's just, in, there's not enough time in four hours worth of television to tell this big of a story and please everyone. Across the board, from what I have seen so far, I am thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with the writing, with the, the acting, with how much they held back as much as how much they gave us. I'm, I was, I'm just so thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. I feel like those courtroom scenes a couple of weeks ago. I feel like this yeah. is the Genoa City that I first came to know and that I learned about when I went back to look at storylines like Chase, Tracy, and Brad. Storylines like Colleen's death. Storylines like Billy's death. When I went back and did research and started, this Genoa City feels like the Genoa City that I once knew. Candace, baby, take it away. Um, first and foremost, kudos to everybody over at CBS Daytime. I know I get a lot of grief saying, you know, Candace works for CBS, but um, if I did, I would be proud to have been working because everybody over there is – okay, let me just backtrack. There's a reason why this genre is still alive. It's because of people like Christoph St. John, who's been in the game on tw- – 20, it would have been 28 years for Young and the Rockets. But yeah. the others who have come before the, the newbies, as I like to call it, who kind of paved the way for us to get these couples, these characters, and storylines. I remember watching with my great-grandmother, Miss Emily, at 1235, and I remember this, and she was like, oh, my God, that's the boy from Generation. He's on my story talking about when Christoph came on Young and the Rockless. And I didn't understand what the big hoopla was. I didn't get it. But I've grown with him. Like Neil Winters, you know, Christoph St. John, we all grew up together. And it's one thing when a soap character dies, but when the actor who's portrayed the character also dies and they have to do a storyline around it or just, a you know, whatnot, it tugs at your heart because you you start to realize how much of an impact this character made as well as the actor. And we're going to be, and we're obviously seeing both sides of it. Um, Crystal Khalil, I need to give a shout out to her because I know she's not on it as much. And we all know, you know, she, it was, this time it was her decision to, you know, go and leave, you know, be recurring and whatnot. But it's when she had that moment this week where she blamed herself, when Lily blamed herself for what happened to Neil. Apparently what they're saying is Neil had a silent stroke. Yeah. Real quick, wait, real quick, public service announcement. Everybody, to all of our listeners out there and whatnot, I want you to go and get a regular checkup. Because you could be healthy, and I said this before, if you could be healthy as a freaking horse, you could be lifting weights, you can be like toes and stuff. It only takes one little thing in your in your health 
that can cause you some kind of pain or even death. So please go and get a regular checkup. Check your blood pressure. Check your heart. Check your lungs. Check your eyesight. Check everything because you never know. And also always tell people that you love them. Don't wait till the last minute. Always tell them that you love them and that you care for them. Okay, because that's what this storyline has been about. So you have Lily, you have Devon blaming each other. I love the fact that they honored the history of this character. Because outside of Lily and and Devon, who else has Neil touched? Jack and Victor. Yep. You know, you can say one thing about Neil Winters is that he was one of the few characters on Young and the Rouseless that could bridge the respect gap between Catherine, Jack and John, and Victor. Yep. There was no tension. There was, and he did, and there was no tension. I mean, they had moments, but they all respected this man, and he vice versa. Young and the Rustless, I don't even think there was a script, to be honest. I just think they went on raw motions because, from my understanding, they did three episodes in one day, which <laughs> can you imagine? Like, you're coming I, back. They had to. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, you can tell. Kudos to Shamar Moore. Look, we yeah. all know he never forget his roots. And you knew as soon as this was going to come out, you knew that he was going to be there. Um, kudos to them getting An- Angela um, Cornwall and uh, Julie Mitchell, who played Sophie and Leslie. I mean, some people probably forgot about them. I'm just saying. But to know that that's how good the storyline, because funerals brings people from out of nowhere <laughs> and weddings, yeah. you know, the, it's just, Christian. I wasn't prepared for, yeah, Christian, I mean, I wasn't prepared for any of this this week. I mean, we, I knew that I had to say goodbye and, you know, usually it's the soul funerals, you know, da, 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 da. but because of what happened in real life, it was 10 times hard to watch. It was 10 times hard for, what was it, yesterday with the CGI of Christoph St. John when Devon was talking to him. I wasn't oh, anticipating yeah. that, and I literally bawled. I'm sorry. I bawled like nobody's business. Yes, I, so did I. You know, it's, it's one thing because you know how tight these cast members are to each other. So in that moment, Especially when I saw that, because I, again, I wasn't prepared for that. You know, I was prepared for the mid bumpers, you know, showing Christoph St. John, Christoph St. John. But when I saw him, and then I started, you know, as a fan, we have flashbacks, right, of characters, right, those moments. Right. And I'm going back to, you know, him and Drusilla's wedding, uh, when he held Lily. Like, I'm doing my own timeline, my own memorial, like, you know, of remembering him. This, uh-huh. look, whether you are, I know people, check this out, I know people who hadn't watched Young and the Rockless in years that are tuning in, in this week, week to pay respect. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. not only that, I know people who watch the other soaps, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, Bold, who are tuning in to watch. And it's nice to see the community, the soap opera community, <laughs> you know how, how rough it is out there. They come to exactly. Everybody has come together. People from other shows and other writers are saying, "Tune in, pay homage to yeah. Michelle Van Jean." Uh, you know, yeah. everybody, and it's all, it's and it's all nice. over Twitter. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, here's I mean, the, it's here's the people. Thing. Here's the thing. This was not an anniversary episode. And, nope. it's at a, you know, if this had been five years ago, they might have told this story differently. But the Young and the Restless is at such a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moment in the fact that it, it didn't quite turn off its core group, but it definitely disappointed its core group to the core. So they had a very, very, very hard job of coming up with a way of telling this that would respect the character, that would play into a story that can be brought forward beyond this, because to give him a send-off and, and it just disappear and fade into, you know, into the black would have been a disrespect in itself. So to have right. Lily and, you know, Lily and, and um, Brighton, um, Devon, you know, telling, telling that part of the story, knowing that this is the ripple effect, Neil is going to be around for quite some time, and not like, hey, he's here, let's celebrate that he was here, okay, he's gone, goodbye. They had to make sure that they hit all the beats. And right. I think after Melody's anniversary episode they really had the buzz in the soap opera fan community like okay they do know how to tell a one-off you know a one-off special episode so if they didn't bring it would have it would have been disaster so they had to take this into four days into storyline that was going to ripple forward and and quite frankly Christoph himself deserves nothing better than his name to be his 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 character name to be you know we still talk about Catherine Neil needs uh-huh. to be a character right. that we're still talking about on and off in five years and thank you thank you writers that you recognized understood and gave us and gave us the springboard for that. And, I, and like I said, I got to – real quick, David, I, like I said, I still give kudos to not only Young and Russell's but CBS because, I mean, I don't want to bash anything because I'm not about that, but this is why we always say that these networks, these soaps, need to pay homage to the vets while they're still around because, yeah. I mean, with Kristoff, I mean, in the community itself, I mean, you have people from General Hospital who said help that Kristoff helped done with their auditions. But, um, mm-hmm. Vanessa Anton said, said it, you know, when she was auditioning for Jordan, Kristoff helped him. You know, Jacob Young, I mean, these are people that we watch on other soaps, and when they talk about Kristoff St. John, it's like, well, this was a man-man. He was there for everybody. And just like with Neil, he was there for everyone. And or, <laughs> be prepared to he cry. He was cool. He was he was cool. He was a yeah. Cool he was guy. such a sweetheart. Oh my and he gosh! Was the glue. He was the glue. He was the glue that kind of. He always had that peaceful um, demeanor, and he brought he yeah. brought people together. And I think his age. Um, I mean, it, it, it's been a shocker in in the age. And Catherine was, mm-hmm. you know, we knew she was failing. Um, it was expected, but this was not expected. This was a shocker. You know, David, before you go, I just want to, I want to throw a public service announcement out there for myself, you know, check yourself the way Candace said, but also check your, check, 
your community, men- mental health-wise. If yeah. you see something, say something. And I'm not talking about a, pa- a package left on the bus or at the bus stop. I'm talking about in your neighborhood, in your family, in your job. If you see someone struggling, say something. Even if it's just, hey, I'm here. I don't, you don't have to say, I see you're struggling. You don't have to recognize that they look a little tired around the eyes or they drag in the booty a little too hard. Just, hey, I'm here. And a smile goes a thousand, thousand miles and if anyone knew how to work a smile and gave a smile at every moment he possibly heard, it was Christoph John. That was a million-dollar smile. Yep. And everyone who said something about him has said his smile was infectious. If you see yeah. something, say something. Check in with your loved ones, with your community. And that's one of, one of the side effects of, of his health issue. Um, he probably didn't feel well but didn't know why he didn't feel well and it sets in you get very frustrated with uh, underlying um symptoms symptoms mm-hmm. they they were there they were there David what are your thoughts um i'm going to collect all yours and say don't be afraid to be good to people yeah, a little goes a long yeah. way. Yeah. A hug, a smile. <laughs> uh, how are you today? You know, mm-hmm. it goes a long way. For the listeners that are listening live right now, the talk is doing a full hour devoted to Christoph tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. Check your local listings for what time it actually plays in your area, and on Monday. Um, there is an hours in the hour time slot of the Young and the Restless. It's an actual memory tribute show to him, as well mm-hmm. as um, final thoughts from the actors that were working with him. I don't know what that means, but I'm I'm kind of interested to see what. I guess it's a a fair a personal. They're a lot, they're giving them time to say a personal farewell, which is yeah right. really sweet. It's and the same I, thing I, they I, gave I, to Jeannie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Basically. I mean, if you've seen the promo, because they pro they they show the promo, and I mean, real quick, again, CBS, Sony, thank you for you know saying to Victoria Raul and Michelle Morgan to come on this tribute because I'm pretty sure fans would have been a little up in arms if he didn't, and vice versa to the ladies because this is what we're honoring Kristoff. We're honoring you know, obviously we're grabbing up the Neil stuff, but now we're going to honor Kristoff and. He would want this, you know. I, I can, see, I can actually. Somebody said this. Can you imagine Kristoff like looking at everybody and saying, "Y'all doing this for me?" Like, <laughs> just, yeah. Kind of just like laughing a little bit, like you know. So Christoph he, he would have, Christoph would have grinned and did that whole "Aw shucks, y'all," and right. played it Ugh. off like, "Not for me." Aw yeah, shucks, y'all. Come on. Like yeah. Yeah. He will definitely be missed. And Neil too. Neil wants it. Neil wants it. Neil. Woo. Well, you gotta think they're probably gonna do something at the Emmys. They're probably gonna do something at the daytime Emmys for them. Yeah, there was something mentioned on Michael Fairman's podcast um, when the Emmy reels 
uh, you know, when the Emmy nominations were announced, that they are planning something uh, for Kristoff yeah. on the on the telecast, yeah, on the po- yeah. netcast, whatever you call it. Well, it's right. on television. Yeah. yeah, the webcast. Um, yeah, the webcast. Thank you. Yeah, because Shamar is going to be there, so you know that's probably the ink right there. It's like, okay, Shamar Moore will be there. Okay. Well, I think before we jump into um, another soap, did we not have the submissions for the four shows for the reels that they submitted for Best Agent? Yeah. I, uh, I didn't see that up. In this yeah. Yeah, I did. So, um, so basically we all know the, the story is that because of last year's error, the National Arts of Television and Science is not going to release the reels to the public for us to see what our favorite actors and actresses submitted, which caused the uproar. But luckily, some people got a little little clip, little little, little, little something, and wrote it for us fans. So, so Central, you know, had posted it out. So these are what the four shows submitted for Best Drama Series. The nominees are... I always wanted to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So from Bone the Beautiful, the episodes aired March 5th and March 6th from 2018. The submission was, seemingly everyone in town has reason to want Bill Spencer dead. Bill asked Steffi to marry him, but Steffi refused. Rich becomes unhinged over Bill's latest move on Steffi because he believed that he was sexually harassing that girl and decides to take matters in her own hands. Katie receives court papers indicating that Bill is still in her full custody. Um, and then on a dark night, someone slips in and shoots Bill. That's what Bowling Beautiful submitted. So it's pretty much all Don Diamond. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Days of Our Lives was April 16th. 2018 and June 19th. On these particular reels, it was trapped in her own troubled mind. Every gal struggles between her two concerns. <laughs> the film style of the social follows Abigail as she and her ultimate personality, Gabby, struggles for dominance. Confined within her unconsciousness, Abby encounters the long-dead Andre, who promised to unwind a suppressed mystery that will help regain her control of herself. The sliding doors up theme episode features uh, Eli and Lainey as Lainey undergoes an emergency C-section to save their baby. Unconscious, uh, Lainey fantasized the perfect life she could have with her newborn baby and her true love, JJ, the man she wanted to be the child's father. In reality, though, the family rally around them as Bonnie fights for her life and for the baby's life, too. That was Days of Our Lives. We'll talk about that in a minute. General Hospital. It's pretty much, okay. It's pretty much what everybody thought. Um, the uh, Nathan's funeral when Nathan died, and also uh, episode one of the Nurse Ball in which Mike uh, struggled with the words to his song because of his Alzheimer's, yeah. and Sonny, you know, comes up and uh, helps sing the song with him. So that's what's going on. Um, let me see what else. That was and a long one. Lionar hasn't submitted yet. And Young and the Rustlers, they have not submitted. The, the information hasn't been uh, released yet, but it will be released later this week. My guess is Hillary's death. 
Uh, you know, so, I'm, I'm also thinking that they may, um, they may submit like um, a little bit of our They may break it up. I no, I don't think they're going to go with a little bit of JT. I think they're going to go with uh, the breakdown of the Abbott family and Tracy, Tracy's mm-hmm. moment and and that whole episode because there was Jack and um, Jack and Ashley. Tracy, I mean, that was just a phenomenal. I mean, a good runner-up also was um, Billy's intervention, but I think they're going to split it between Hillary's death and the breakdown of the Abbott family. Yeah, that's good my point. personal prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys think you got I mean, those were three big stories. Who's Jack's daddy? Right. You know, the whole Abbott. You know, this family situation. A little JT and Hillary's death. And yeah, I think if they do a if they compile that. Like into sections that might be their real. Um, real quick, what does everybody think? I mean, besides Jonah Hospital, because we don't know for sure. But what do you guys think about what Jonah Hospital days and Bold and Beautiful submitted? Because people were talking. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go first. Um, I don't think that Bold submitted their best material. Quite honestly. Um, you know, it was the, it was one of the biggest storylines, but I don't think it was the best material that they had all year. So I'm a little, um, a little confused and stymied by that. Um, I, you know, (laughs) there were moments where, you know, Steffi was pleading with Liam, um, that I think were much more emotionally gripping and were better storytelling. Um, you know, honestly, I, that's my days. I'm, you know, it's, I'm hard pressed. Those were two incredibly, you know, incredibly powerful episodes, you know, but in a year that days just kept rocking it and rocking it, how could you, you know, how hard was it for them to narrow it down? You know, so I think they did a good job. They were two great episodes. There were other things that I personally would have picked. Um, no, actually, the Lonnie episode would have definitely been on there. The Abigail episode, I'm not entirely sure I would have picked that. There's something else I would have looked at. Um, and General Hospital, you knew. Um, you just yeah. knew those were going to be the moments. Um, and as far as the, you know, the Nurses Ball episode... Absolutely. I mean, that was, I want to point something out. The secondary character acting in that episode was also phenomenal. Everyone's reaction, everyone's, if you think back to it, not only Sonny himself, and, and I mean, the, Mike Gale, I'm sorry, but Mike Gale, you just rock. Yeah. You really do. You've hit all the beats on this. But the secondary reactions as well, were flawlessly well done. David, what do you think? Um, pretty much the same thing. You want General Hospital can, I don't think could have chosen any better. Um, none that I can come up with right now. Um, Bold, I'm having a hard time with. I, I really saw. I didn't think they'd go with that one. I was, I was, I was thinking the whole thing when Hope lost her baby, but was that too late? 
just the beginning of the story wasn't, but it, it yeah. Yeah. It would have been worth yeah. a Okay, so that time, might be like, the next yeah. year. Uh-huh. That, they could submit that for next year. Okay. Well, yep. I thought maybe the the Australia scene. Because mm-hmm. everybody, okay. too. Okay. Okay. You know what? Yeah, maybe. Am I in the right? Am I in the right year? Just say wait a minute. The wedding. Australia won. With with Liam and um Sassy. I think it was no, before. That's, that oh, was wait, last year. Wait. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Now I remember. So I went too the far. The thing ahead that bothers me about Bowles. The yeah. thing that bothers me about Bowles is I think Dawson was too over the top. Um, it was too shaky and rattly of, of a, you know, of those two episodes. And so it just wasn't their best work. I'm just surprised they picked that. Um, you know, there were so many moments between Bill and Steffi and then Steffi and Liam that they could have chosen, especially since that's their wheelhouse. The triangle is what they're known for. You know, I think mm-hmm. it, they would have gotten a better, you know, a better look had they have submitted scenes more like that, you know, especially when, when she, when Jacqueline McInnes would fell onto her knees, that whole episode was so good. Um, you know, yeah. it wasn't just her, but you know, but that it was this, that was the central point, just like the nurse's ball. That was the central point to an episode that was just outstanding. Yeah. And Carolyn, what do you think about the day submissions? Um, <laughs> I was surprised. I, you know, I I was expecting something else, but no, it was it was good. It was good. <laughs> see, I was, see, <laughs> Caroline, I know exactly what you're thinking too, because I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I loved. I mean, here's the thing. Days of Our Lives has been rocking it. That is the soul that everybody is tuning in because they retool, refocus, rebrand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've been, like, hot. They got a hot young couple. They got a great, you know, they got super couples, like, from back in the 80s. When I saw yes. what they submitted, the first thing I said was WTF. Because I'm <laughs> thinking, all right, when you watched last year on Days of Our Lives, there was a certain storyline that was an umbrella storyline. And, yes, I'm talking about Jolena's wedding. Yeah. How did you not? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I don't get yeah. it. Like, this was a, an ensemble cast umbrella. You got Sonny, Paul, Will. You got Brady, Eric, Nicole. You got all these people, Sammy, John, Marlena. You got, okay. I mean, it was exactly. everywhere. Will's memory was coming back. Sammy comes running yes. in with the only leaf covered, mud stained, blood dripping down yes. one side of the face, uh, crazy what's her name comes up in his Susan was Christian. Right. I mean, that gave uh, so much soap. There was so much soap in one soap. episode. How and Molina got shot. And Molina <laughs> got shot. shot. The first time. The first time. And you had great <laughs> acting. That showcase your vet. Like, Drake Hogerson, I'm sorry. If anything is said about this year's Emmys, it's the fact that that man should have been nominated. I don't get it. Yep. I don't understand. 
maybe maybe if somebody just can knock me back in time, maybe I can find out why, but I don't know. I just thought days was going to be, I mean, the two episodes in question, you know, <laughs> it was it was interesting. They were interesting, but it wasn't, it didn't really have the, it did, you know what I'm saying? It didn't have the different storylines that was coming in and out. Exactly. And that's when you put, didn't have the that's book. when you read the boom, boom. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. like, take a look at General Hospital. Like, okay, look, I know everybody has something to say about General Hospital, good and bad and in between. But there is one thing that I can actually got, I have to give them credit for. And this goes back to Wendy Rich. Is that when you have a ensemble storyline, such as the Nurses Ball, that showcase all your storylines and as yeah. well as your actors, that's your guarantee for best drama series. But my only storyline was, I mean, come on now. When this story played out, I think a lot of us, I think I even said it. That's Maurice Bernard's Emmy Reel. That's Max Gale's Emmy Reel. Dominic Harris' Emmy Reel. Like, you can tell. And, of course, Nathan Spiral. Look, General Hospital doesn't do a lot. But when it comes down to stuff like this, when it's an emotional storyline, that showcase the families as well as the main character who has a legacy on General Hospital, like Maxie Jones, then, yeah, you pay attention. They might not do it all the time, but when they do well, that's it, what they, that's they what get Days serious. Is about. That's, what, that's what Days is about. I mean, I think they just, they, they miss the whole, the whole, the whole beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on that. Born Beautiful, I mean, here's the reality. Sadly, there was nothing else that happened in 2018 but Liam, but Bill and Steffi. That's the reality, folks. Now, yeah. Jacqueline did submit that thing when she fell. Jacqueline did submit that for lead actor. But I agree. I wouldn't have. I would. I mean, even though it's the talk of the show, Liam and Steffi, Bill, Hope, whatever, whoever you want to put it in, it's just. You know, okay, so I'm I'm just I'm gonna be the one to say it because you know they need more I, I don't have to be I don't have to be as politically correct as I as I want to be most some of the time. They should have submitted the scenes where Liam found out and then with Steffi and Bill the second time in the cottage where she where he, you know, asks her and she tells him, You did not you know, and but stay away That's- from me. Based upon the story that they told for most of the year, those should have been the episodes that they submitted. Let me tell you, that's Jacqueline's reel. Um, real quick, oh, absolutely. Hers was doing a heated exchange with Liam. Stuffy reveals that she slept with, her, with his father, Bill. Stuffy recounts how she got to the point where she slept with Bill and begged Liam to forgive her. Stuffy, because she picked, let me say, wait a minute, one, two, three. Because it's a half an hour show, they get to submit a little bit more. <laughs> they get to yeah. Yeah. So she submitted, yeah. let me say, one, two, three, four, five episodes. And her reel was like under 14 minutes. So, okay, so we got Stuffy gives birth to a baby girl. Liam takes off his wedding ring and presents Stuffy with a nominate paper. Steffi visits Bill and rages over catching Liam and Hope together. A comic composed, Steffi tells Liam that she is done chasing after him and putting and putting her daughter first, honey. That was a good thing. 
Now that is yeah. your real. And, uh, Say what you again. We like do I have said, to go oh, on. We do have to recap, yeah. so we don't have much time. Okay. Thanks. All right. Let's but, move on to Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn. Oh wow. Oh wow. Jump, jump <laughs> on, baby. What do you got to say? Hot in the afternoon. Oh my goodness. Mm. We got Gabby mm-hmm. and Stefan. We got Sierra and Ben. The shoes mm. shirts are coming off. <laughs> Lord have so, mercy. So, Carolyn, my question for you is, <laughs> what do you think of Brandon Barash now? No, I wish the, I wish the scene I wish the scenes had been with Tyler Christopher. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh uh-huh. I will definitely I guess, say, yeah, you, guess, you know. I guess you guys like Cap Brandon, do you? No. I think I'm picking up scenes. I would have preferred yeah. the scenes with Tyler. I oh. definitely enjoyed to the hilt the scenes with with Brandon. So I'm yeah. not disappointed, but I would have enjoyed them better with Tyler. I would like yeah, to well, just I, remind. I was, yeah, I, I was fantasizing about Tyler. <laughs> wow, she went to the that part. I our listeners that Brandon Barash was thrown three days worth of dialogue and literally walked out overnight. Literally walked on yeah. the set overnight. So you yeah, know, I know. The, it's, it's, it's been hard. It's been hard. It's been hard. <laughs> the scenes that we saw this week versus his first week are definitely a strong improvement. And let me just finish that reminder with not only you know did, was he thrown days and days worth of dialogue in, in an overnight, but also he was working with Camille Vanis yep. and Nadia who are two yep. very, very expressive, distinct, hard personalities to be the first, the first that you cut your teeth with. Having said uh-huh. all that, I still do, I still did just like Carolyn. Tyler's face came across my brain when, 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 <laughs> when I heard some kissy, kissy, sucky, just, sucky face. Why, why did they have these scenes when he was there? I mean, I'm just, okay. I mean, here's the thing. I, this is one of those things where you just wish the writers would have took this storyline and pushed it forward so that way we could have Tyler doing this. But yeah. because, you know, they kept Stefan, you know, in the whole Chabby storyline, it was like, come on now, like, break him away from it. And I enjoy the fact that we got the start with Tyler. We got the flirtation with Tyler and Camilla. Yeah. And now we're getting this. And I think Brandon, to be honest, he's, I, I love him. But he's playing himself. Like, that's his personality. <laughs> if anybody yeah. sees him like or met him, he's that kind of, he has that thing where he's really, God, I'm going to flirt on the show with him. Okay. He's really cute. And he he has such a great personality, and that's coming across on the show. That's what that's what I'm feeling, and I love these two together because they're messy, and I need a messy couple instead of the uh-huh. I love you every time. Every time I oh, see no, you, I want to just blow no, the wind. I love. 
I love the storyline. I love the storyline. Then the next time, uh, uh, Gabby, you know, he just might bring it home and Gabby might get pregnant. <laughs> okay. You that know, would be interesting. This, is, this is a recap <laughs> show. So I do have to go back two weeks because we haven't gotten a, we haven't gotten a chance to say, oh my God, Miss Claire, everything bad I ever said about you. I said, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Bold and beautiful. Please pay attention. What you could have had with Ashlyn Pierce, Jacob (laughs) stole and is giving us with um, what is her name in real life, Candace? Please tell me. I forget now. Olivia Rose Keegan. Olivia. (laughs) Olivia Rose Keegan. Anything negative I have said about you on the three years you have been on this show, I will eat a shoe. Come on this <laughs> our show, and I will eat a show. A shoe. I'll pour marinara all over it and eat it. Because, girlfriend, <laughs> you are on fire. On fire. I am she loving is. every moment she is on the screen, and I am mourning the fact that she will not be on my screen for much longer. Wow. <laughs> Did she really step up to the plate? Talk about yeah. a slow burn crazy. The kind of crazy we haven't seen in a hot minute. Because yeah. the soaps are all about boom, boom, boom. Bring the story, conclude the story. Drop the story or carry it out for like three and a half years and that's so long that we forget yeah. that the story was about. <laughs> the slow burn of this story was just perfect. And now that the, now that the dam has been broken, wow. Wow. Okay. I'm done. Anybody else? <laughs> oh, I can't agree with you anymore. Um, oh, good. <laughs> she's a powerhouse. Uh, well, Canada's I guess I, I don't care as long as they get it. They're, they're, uh, they're hotting it up on uh, daytime television, so it's about time. It's just, uh, and I hope they're going to keep it up. And then we got Sierra and Ben. <laughs> Okay, one thing I do have to say, the whole breakdown of Rafe and Hope, I don't feel it's believable. Um, No, no. Oh, jeez. Well, you guys love Ted, but but now he brought – did you see it today? I did not see today. Oh, oh, he's (laughs) – he, he she's asked him, well, you know, what are you keeping from me? And then he brings out a, a jewelry box and he's given her a nice piece of jewelry. I mean, how? Yeah, it's just not real. It's just not real. Where's Ray? He's not real. <laughs> he's been. Well, I want to know. I want to know how does a Frenchman get involved with a Hispanic cartel? <laughs> Anything is possible in Salem. Duh. And we learned that. You could be a man. I, I can't no, because I don't. Be, I it's kind of hard to believe that part. Uh, well, I'm sorry, David, gone. but how many times has Marlena been killed and come back? I'm not killed, but how many times has she been on the brink? How many times has the Phoenix re-risen? How many different About versions of Kristen have we had? God, I mean, a, I mean, a, a Frenchman in a Spanish cartel. Yeah. <laughs> right. We had possession by the devil. We had a floating in the worst special effects. I buried alive with Vivian and um and Carly. Y- you know, <laughs> this one is not that. You know, we had we had Teresa off in the Mexican cartel. She was supposed to be the happy hooker. No, this one's not <laughs> that hard to believe. 
Mm-mm. But I nope. think I think time wise we need to we need to skip on over to yeah. Port Charles. We'll save both in the beautiful, yep. the worst for the last. Um no, not the worst. They're actually doing pretty well. But Port Charles. Thoughts anyone? Let's go with David first because we've been keeping him last all night long. David, Port oh, Charles thoughts. Well my thoughts? Well, I, I have to say I may be in the minority. Um but I like it that they brought back some love in the afternoon with Chase and Willow. Mm-hmm. That was he could chase that me was all very around sweet. The yep. <laughs> that was very sweet. It was open and honest it was relationship, and they took their time with it. And the fact that they had Michael walk in the next morning was classic soap. It was perfect. That was, yeah, yeah. absolutely wonderful. What else, David? I, li- I like all three actors in there. Um, my thing is, I like Michael and Chase's relationship. I don't want that tested very much with her. It doesn't look like he's in that picture yet, but, you know, they could... They make all great friends together. It sort of reminds me of uh, Mac and Felicia and Kevin and Lucy. If Michael brought Sasha into the mix with her. They yeah. Could be, you know, or, or is that Lucky and Elizabeth and Emily and... Nicholas and Emily. Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, I see the... I can see... Them trying to build some semblance of that. Anything else tickling your fancy or or disturbing you? Uh, well, how about we tickle Candace's fancy and bring up the Nina recast? <laughs> you must have been reading my mind. <laughs> I'm sitting over here biting my tongue like, <laughs> get to me. So I know both, people didn't really. Candace and I are both yeah. guiding light fans, so. <laughs> mm. This was a pleasant Take surprise. A this was a pleasant surprise. Um, I know people didn't think they were going to recast the role of Nina, but they are, and we didn't think about this person. But the new Nina to debut in May or June is Emmy Award winner, Ginger. daytime Ginger. icon, Theo Watcho, the new Nina Reeves. Yes. As, and some people remember her as Kelly on Young and the Restless. But most of us know her as Annie freaking Dutton. Some guy I'm like, yes! Thank you. Praise yourself, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Thank you, Mark Taxner. <laughs> okay, now, Candace, I, think... I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that with the recast, they're going to make Willow Nina's daughter, or do you think they changed their mind, or is that um, do you think it was already in the in the money, or do you think I, it's not going there at all now? Okay, so first and foremost, when you have a recast with a talented Emmy Award winner like Cynthia Watchos, you need to re-scrap the storyline, like you need to scrap whatever storyline you were going to have and change it up because this is about to get good. 
especially with it's about to action. get real good. Yeah, real good, <laughs> right? And I she think most of us are kind of doubting. Um, I think most of the fans are kind of doubting GH because I mean, it's, you take a look at what's currently on screen, and you have some the actors, but. Nonetheless, I do think they're going to probably rewrite the, the daughter storyline. They might say Willow. They might keep Sergeant. They might actually just say the daughter wasn't even around. It could be a boy. Now, it could be a son. Now. Now. No, uh-huh. I, my gut tells me no. My gut tells me no. And Cynthia with um, Chloe, Chloe, come on. No, uh-uh. You know who I want? I want. See, this is where the writers need to take Nina out of the orbit that she's been in with Valentine and everything. Because I really kind of want a Lulu Valentine Nina to get back to Nina's cray cray, especially since you got yes. Cynthia playing this role. But yep. I want to see yeah. her mix and mingle with like Sunny and Carly. Lord knows if I see her and Laura right in the scene together, ah, it's gonna be all feelings. Gone like fans, you understand me. You feel me on that. But I I hope they – I really want them to kind of re, redo her whole story arc now because no offense to Michelle, love Michelle, going to miss you, girl. But I think they lost sight of what the character's story was supposed to be every which way. Now that they have, you know, a fresh start, that's what I want. I want Nina to not have yeah. to be duped. Well, I would love here's, for them to here's, keep that. Here's what they what they really should do. The reveal for Willow not being her daughter should be on Michelle Stafford's last episodes, and we should not see the character for about two weeks. And then mm-hmm. when it comes back, she should be completely the way she was when she found out Silas. Um, you know, the, yeah. yeah, disheveled, you know, um, you know, about to rip a baby out of someone's stomach, um, you, mm-hmm. you know, cray cray. Yeah, that's how they should bring, because Cynthia, and here's the sad thing, you know, y'all all know General Hospital, I mean, there's no one like to live, so General Hospital is my number one spot, but they do not know how to bring on a powerhouse actor the way Let's say Days of Our Lives, and they're going to last us too. They do not know how to write stunning, you know, bring-ons. And, and I'm, that's my big fear, that she's just going to whittle off crying for a week or two. She's going to have a couple of scenes with Lisa and a couple of scenes with Maxie and a couple of scenes with Lulu. And, you know, and it's going to fizzle before it even happens. They need to bring well, her on strong. Isn't that considered taste testing? Well, to see how they go. Yeah, but you don't do but, that with a Cynthia. You shouldn't have done that with a Billy Miller. You know, if yeah, if, if General Hospital hasn't learned from past, you know, from past mistakes, you know, then they get what they deserve. I hope they have learned because you know the last power couple of powerhouse people they brought on, the last good powerhouse they brought on, quite frankly, was Nina herself. We saw her in a bed. She disappeared for a couple of weeks, and then when she came back, it was all when she fully came on the canvas. It was cray cray from day day one one. Mm-hmm. You know that was the last great powerhouse they brought on. Even Moral yep, West, as genius as she around. is, yeah, yeah. Even Moral West, as genius as she is, they introduced her slowly and 
in, in a very boring storyline in the beginning. It's only because Mora is as good as she is that we took to her in the first place. Yeah. My left uh, to read a can of soup, and I would be intrigued. Yeah. Just saying. You know, yeah. Okay, so just looking at what's on the actual canvas right now, uh-huh. um, quick thoughts on Laura, Felicia, loving that, you know, Felicia Mack, loving all of that together. Quick thoughts on, you know, Dawn of the Day. Anybody? I am enjoying uh, that part of the story, I, of the Dawn of Day. Um, I was waiting for Willow to help Christina, but they didn't show that yet. I don't know if she is going to. Um, it's it's interesting. There's talk around some of the groups that I see that they think Neil Byrne could be Willow's father, Harmony's ex. That could be interesting. There's also talk that Sam is going to slip and actually start to fall under the spell. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody have any ideas on that? Yeah. Well, well there's a I picture mean, shown that she attends the nurses' ball with him. Am I right? Well. I yeah, heard, I saw, you are. I heard I that out there. You know, okay, so I'm just going to, because we we're under a time constraint, so I'm just going to throw this out very quickly. Kudos that they brought yeah. Bobby on to deal with Carly. Kudos to everything that they're doing with Oscar. I mean, everybody could say that they wanted it this way, they wanted it that way, but you know what? They're doing a pretty damn good job with it. We all knew, we all called that he's going to drop dead at the nurse's ball. God, forgive me for being so blasé about it. I don't mean it that way, but we are on a time constraint. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Uh, they need to find a way to keep... Um, um, Shiloh past past the dawn of day deadline. Let's call it. I, you know, when when dawn of day destructs, they need to find a way to keep him on canvas because he is dynamic. He has chemistry with so many people, and even if he's so bad, just you know, if if Sonny can get away with murder and Ava can get away with murder, he can get away with all the things he's getting away with. Um, Anna spiraling off. I love the, the dynamic between her and Robert, but there was absolutely no reason for this storyline whatsoever. Not not loving it at all, but at least it gives Robert and Anna some screen time together. And Jeannie, uh, Jeannie Laura, Ava, Kevin, we all know that is going to be a hot mess. I look forward to every moment of that. Um, anything else, General Hospital? Go ahead, take it, Candace. Um, I'm enjoying the, or General Hospital, Ava and Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, come at me, GA. Come through for me, please. That, Give us the swirl, I mean, baby. I know, Give us the swirl. I mean, here's the thing. I know Curtis is married to Jordan. By the way, her kidney's supposed to fail, right? Okay. Um. So you know, but I mean, oh God, Donnell Turner and Mara West are gonna give me life if they go with this. If they go with a little seduction. Bodyguard, Whitney Houston, but give me Ava and Curtis. Ava, hashtag Ava. Okay. <laughs> That's my only thing. Still for the children. Still for the children. Still, still, still for Oscar Quartermain now. Yeah. My question, my question remaining, do you think that the line's going to be crossed between Ava and Kevin? 
Give me Ava and Ryan. Regardless, Laura's warning. (sighs) Okay, truth be told, I'm over the storyline now. They, I, I, I was, and y'all know that when this story started, I was like all for it. I was like, where's Felicia? Where's Matt? Because these people should have been in the beginning part of the story and not towards the end. It is what it is. And sadly, I mean, John Lindstrom's still carrying the story. Like, he's, he's given us life with this. But sadly, the storyline, in my opinion, has phased out. It's kind of fizzled. I just want Ava and Curtis. That's the only thing that will come from this storyline is Ava and Curtis. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We pause for a moment of silence. Pause for a moment of silence because just think about all the hotness of that couple, that couple to be, Ava and Curtis. (laughs) Amen. So um, that was it for GH, right? Anybody else have any thoughts before we head over to the boat and the beautiful? No, I have. I think I got what I needed to. All right, so let's get to the sloppy. Boat and the beautiful. So there's so many ways to go with this, but I'm just going to start it off with this. What the heck did they do to Thomas? Yeah, that was my question. I I'm, I mean, oh, okay, so he's psychotic. He's a little deranged. Okay, the apple doesn't fall from the tree. And he hasn't had well, any. Has, it ain't my problem. Neither did Chase or Michael or um, Kyle <laughs> or, or Ben. We're crying out loud. Nobody had any for a year almost. Well, Ben is the exception because he, well, he was a serial killer, but, you know, he, he's cleared now. But, no, I mean, so you mean to tell me that Thomas has had this quote-unquote obsession with hope since 2009, 2007 or something, and he's been carrying it in his heart, and now he is going to try to get hope back? What? And he's using Douglas. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I don't remember Thomas and Hope being a great love story either. I mean. <laughs> well, I guess she wasn't interested in him at the time. I thought, but, I mean, I didn't yeah. go anywhere. But he had something I mean, for But I don't remember. I mean, I remember that it was a, it was a, uh, uh, blink your eyes for a minute. They were together, blink your eyes, they were done. But I don't remember it being... I, I mean, Thomas has had a, quite a few ladies, and Hope has had a, quite a few gentlemen, so I don't understand where all this is coming from. And then you're going to try to set your sabotaging Hope and Liam for your benefit, and not only that, but you're using Douglas. Like, you drew a picture and told Hope that Douglas drew it. Are you serious? Like, come on now. You have lost it. You are officially – Thomas is Taylor's son, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, it happened. I don't understand. I don't understand this mess. Because now it's making me question, did he have something to do with Caroline's health? Mm-hmm. Mm. I know, Lifetime, the Ooh. Lifetime movie fan in me is like, hmm. 
Like, huh. Did we lose Anthony? I think we lost Anthony. Anthony? Let me check. I think we lost him. Okay. Listeners, I mean, if if you're listening to the show, what is your take about Thomas going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Out the norm, right? <laughs> oh, wait. That's right. Okay. He can't. He and. Let me get Anthony back here. He's here, but. Anthony. Okay. Oh, God. Let me just say this. What kind of water <laughs> are they serving to Taylor and Thomas? And these queens taking a little sip of that, too, because cray cray. Cray, cray. I just heard everything you said, and I 100% agree. There is something in the water because these two people are not the characters that we know. I remember that little brief affair between Hope and Thomas, and that was nothing. There was no eternal. This was not the Bengals singing an eternal flame. Close your eyes. No. This is is just the bold and the beautiful setting up another triangle that we just – you know, we're going to be forced. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. We're going to be forced to watch, and it is sad. It is very sad. Stephanie needs to Stephanie needs to come back and slap some sense into her mother, her brother, her father. And you know what? Just for the hell of it, slap a little, slap a little reality into hope, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. She just needs to slap across the canvas. One big slap, getting all their faces at once. <laughs> and then she needs to slap herself, too. Because yeah. I don't want... I, I is Pam making lemon balls again? Bro- huh? Honestly, somebody tell me, is Pam making lemon balls again? Because maybe they're all eating some kind of cuckoo crazy <laughs> up in a lemon ball. They're eating Alice's donuts from Salem. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah. I just don't, I, I don't get why, I mean... There's times where, like, when they bring a character on, I get excited. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, Thomas is coming back. Okay, finally somebody with some dignity. But when they pulled this, I'm like, really? Like, okay. All right. Okay, you pulled him a little. Okay, well, he's kind of been around the forester, so maybe all that cray-cray rubbed off on him now. I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to ask the question that I think everybody's been waiting to be asked. How are we judging Denise? Are we liking loving Denise Richard? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, I'll go. I'll go first, David, because I'll be the sweet one. I'll be the nice one. Yeah, Not really. Um, I like Denise Richard coming on to Bold and Beautiful and acting like a boss. I I do like her presence on the show. However, her character reminds me of Tanya. <laughs> Thank you. Just upgrade. Just an upscale, ver- uh, upgraded version of Tanya. Like, Flo reminds me of Amber. So, I, no, did I stick to that. I'm did sorry. I not call this a couple of weeks ago? I, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, not I doing it. I told you so dance or anything, but, yeah. yeah I David? We all we all kind of said that. But now we're seeing it play out. I, I have to um, say, you know, they pulled, they pulled to have a Locklear with her. They brought her on as the, the, the diva that's gonna that's gonna rewrite bowls. Um, mm-hmm. honestly, and it's it's not working. It's a good, strong, you know, actress, but it's not working in the storylines they're telling. If that makes sense. Well, 
do you think they're going to pair? They're going to like. I love how you said that. Like the like the diva, like the guest starring role, like Helen Lockley would do on Meryl's Place, because you do look at Bold and Beautiful, and you got Catherine Kelly Lane and you got Heather Tom. To me, those are the true true divas of the show and Jacqueline. So with Denise, I'm kind of. I do want to see if they're going to have a Shauna versus Brooke, a Shauna versus Katie. A Sh- you know, like I want to see how she goes toe to toe with these. With the divas of Bold and Beautiful, like this is this is going to be the Real Housewives of Bold and Beautiful, right? Ooh, Red Bell, I gave you an idea for a special. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go with I would like to see her go after Eric. Honestly, I'd like to see her up against Quinn. I'd like to see how Brooke handles her best friend slash father-in-law slash ex-husband slash you know all the things that they are to each other. Her and Brooke going toe-to-toe in that direction. Quinn, cray-cray coming out because, you know, someone is trying to take her man and someone is messing with her son's life. I mean, honestly, you know, to to elevate Rena Sofa to where she needs to be, an actress like Denise Williams is perfect. Perfect. Um, that's where I would like to see it go. If not Eric, then Bill. Because it would also bring in Brooke. It would bring in Katie. It would bring in... Queen, in a lesser extent, but yeah, I, you know, one of those two men. But my vote is for Eric. I'd like to see her go after Eric. Okay. What about Justin? Not enough. Justin. Not enough base on the canvas for that. I'd love to see that pairing if they were about to take over Bill's empire and try to screw mm-hmm. him. In any other storyline, no, there's not enough base for that. Now, um, I have to say, I am mourning already Wyatt and and um, and um, Sally. You know, they brought her back. She is an excellent actress, and they are not they are not giving that character the the, the just deserves that that she deserves as an actress and as a character. Um, and I am mourning that relationship because I honestly wanted Katie and Wyatt to work. I loved the flirty. I loved the role yeah. play. I loved the, everything they brought out in each other. But I accepted and then began to fall in love with Wyatt and, and Sally. Um, and, and now it's over. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, it's over. I will say, though, the scenes between um, Sally and Quinn were awesome. Yeah, they were. She, Quinn needs to go check herself. No, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. We need that on this. We need that on the canvas. We need that. Yeah. I, I'm, ju- I'm just poo-pooing her um, indignity because she's no one to judge. But she's Quinn. Of course she's going to judge. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the character, you know. I mean, you know, she's not yeah. Sheila. I don't think she's drinking or eating the lemon bars. She's not drinking the water or eating the lemon bars, you know. Well, actually, she is, but yeah. not to the extent that Thomas and 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 uh, Mama 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 who? Because I don't know. She ain't Mama Dearest, yeah. and she ain't Mama. She's Mama who? Who is this woman? This is not the Taylor that I know. I know. I know. Um, guys. Um. Before we end, I do have 
I do want to make a heartfelt message to all of you. Um, here it is. I want I want to thank each and every one of you for watching YNR and Kristoff's send-off and being able to discuss it in a very professional manner. Well, thank you. You know, I think I cried my tears watching it. Um, I came to the show tonight wanting to to congratulate, wanting to celebrate Chris off and wanting to congratulate Young and the Restless for being the show that I once remembered. Um, I also just want to quickly remind everybody to go check out Nathan Butler on social media and to check out his film, and we'll be here in two weeks. We'll be here in two weeks. After the Emmys. After the Emmys. Ooh. And, girl, will that be a show? That will be fire. Mm. Yeah, good luck to all the nominees, and good luck to us sub fans. I just have one thing to say. Lori, Captain Jerome, you wake up right now. <laughs> all I got to say is, how come they ain't on TV? That's all I got to say. <laughs> I know it's sad. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a right. safe and happy beginning of the summer, and we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Yep, we'll see you soon. See you in two weeks. Thanks. Have a great weekend, everyone.